All right, so should we clap and try to try to start this podcast or? Chris is tra- ha- Chris has gathered all seven Dragon Balls, but Andy is trying to stop him. Can Andy achieve Super Saiyan level two before he gathers invincibility with his wish? Now on Dragon Ball Super Nerd House. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 35 35 35. of Super Nerd Pals. I'm one of your hosts, Kazuhira Kaz Stanley, and joining me this week, Punished Venom Andy, and Featured Mecha Chris Sampson. Metal Gear! Pew, 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 pew! What's up, guys? How's your week? I'm having a great week. How about you guys? My week has been awesome. Why? Minus, minus my fall. Minus your fall? Yeah. The season? No, no, I fell. You no, actually no. fell. It yeah. wasn't a season. No, it wasn't the season. Well, the season also happened. Well, it did. It was very cold this week. Actually, I love this fucking weather. No. No. <laughs> Objectively, no. No, you don't. Shut down. Objectively, it's a terrible... Terrible thing. I didn't like the rain and Hurricane Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Rest in peace. Yeah. Wait, is he really dead? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so. I didn't. I'm concerned now. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, especially today was really great because uh, I I saw The Martian. And I highly recommend it. You guys see it as soon wanna, as possible. I really want to read the book. I heard so many good things about the book. I don't read and, books. Uh, I I haven't read the book. That's uh, after seeing this movie. I know. Yeah, after seeing this movie, I I I I really need to read it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but he let's goes just to say, Mars. Um, it, yeah, it's Matt Damon. That he, he's stuck on Mars. Uh, uh, NASA and the world's got to save him. And you know how when Interstellar came out, everyone was saying this is the movie that will inspire everyone to go back into space and spur R and D and and rekindle interest in you know the space race and scratch that this movie this movie will make you want to go into space and it it just it's like a huge love letter to all things STEM and science and I I love it it's a really it's a really poignant and moving drama but there's also a lot of like nerdy comedy in it so i like it i love it a lot i heard the book i, w- I would see that again also the same <laughs> <laughs> i heard the book yeah. with the thing had the thing in it i heard the book had writing yeah there was words yeah. and there were some spaces points. explanation Ca- points and colons occasional comma perhaps i heard or two 
If or we're two. getting too crazy. Or three. Ooh, two commas. That's a lot of commas. I don't know. In the same sentence? Maybe. Oh, jeez. That's and a whole two dash. stoppages. Mm. <laughs> Maybe a colon or semicolon. Now you're getting too complicated. I love semicolons. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you about favorite. the semicolon. There's actually a Lonely Island song called Semicolon. Really? Yeah. I, th- I think the, the oatmeal did a comic about the semicolon as well. The whole song, they're giving examples of semicolons, but where they fuck up is they're giving examples of colons. <laughs> what, is, what is your favorite punctuation mark, Andy? Uh, I like explanation points. Yeah? And question marks. <laughs> you like question marks? <laughs> what about you, Chris? Um, I like the combination of exclamation and... and, and Question mark? You know, like, like NANI! <laughs> like, what? Like that? NANDO OMAIWA! Alright. Japan? Whoa! Welcome to Super Nerd Pals, your number one grammar podcast. No, it's just... You have to ask Crash Bandicoot. Whoa! Whoa! What the hell was that, Chris? Was that Octodad? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Wrong, wrong franchise. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like the ampersand. Any reason? Because it's like, it's like and. I guess. It's like oh, ellipses. <laughs> I like those two. Ellipses. That was an ellipses just then. I just demonstrated <laughs> that. <laughs> Thank you. Super Nerd Pals, your number one punctuation podcast. Alright, you guys got news... Please, yeah, I got some news. Let's start off with um, Batman Beyond news. Lay it on me. So last week uh, we have Robbie Amell, who is uh, Firestorm. Arrow. Flash. Oh, I'm sorry. Arrow TV show. Arrow. Arrow. No. Tiger. What? Robbie Tiger. Amell. Robbie Amell is Firestorm. Arrow. <laughs> he's his cousin's last of... name Amell. Arrow. He's a yeah. Stardust. He's Stephen Amell's cousin. Stardust. 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 <laughs> Neville. I don't know. Oh, the Kevin names. Owens. Are we just naming wrestlers now? Sabu. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Rob Van Dam. Mick Foley. You know Stone what I Cold Steve Austin. Hold on, we haven't mentioned Macho Man in like forty episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Super Nerd Pals, your number one wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Super Nerd Pals, number one. Yeah. Listen to it. Dig it! Okay. That just reminded me of when you sent me a voicemail of you singing Happy Birthday as Macho Man. Yes, I did that. That did happen. I sung Stan, an do you still have that voicemail? Do you, I we should play it on I the do. podcast right now. I might. Is that even copywritten? Yes. Like the, the happy birthday song? No, no, song? no, no. The bat, happy birthday does not have a copyright. Doesn't Michael there, Jackson own it? No? No, this wasn't... Uh, well, they... I don't know. Like In the news, it, it went viral. There's no copyright in happy birthday anymore. Or, or I don't know if there was, but... Yeah, now we can sing it. We're was. not get charged. I'll, I can give you like a five second example of what it sounded like. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, go on. 
Happy birthday to you, yeah. Happy birthday, dear Andy. Dig it! Happy... There you go. That's all you get. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's like my terrible Macho Man. Like, I can't do Macho Man. It was like fucking amazing. That was like the best thing I got for my birthday. Alright, what about uh, Stephen Amell? No, Robbie. Robbie Amell. <laughs> Not Who? Steven. Who? Firestorm Arrow? from The Flash. Okay, yeah. No, I'm being yeah. facetious. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so at Salt Lake City Comic Con, um, he was uh, doing a panel, and he mentioned that he would love to help produce and or star in a live-action um, adaptation of Batman Beyond, and I've been ranting about this for, like, years. I... Like, a Batman Beyond live-action movie would be the greatest thing ever. And for the longest while, I know, I know it's, like, a popular thing for people to say, oh, Clint Eastwood should be, you know, old man Bruce. And, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I, I know some people were saying he could have been a night. See, a someone Terry, told me that, he's... and I fucking hate Joseph Gordon-Levitt since Dark Knight Rises. Oh, man, I love him. What are you yeah. talking about? I, but I think Joseph is too bullshit. old for Terry now. Robbie, um, I, I can see Robbie Amell as an adult, uh, night, um, fucking Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis. Yeah. How adult are we talking? We're talking about Justice League Unite, um, Unlimited. Okay. I can, I, I can He would have that. to bulk up a lot, because I remember in that, in that what's it, the episode, Epilogue? Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about, where yeah, he's, like, like, an adult. Yeah, like, like, Terry's jacked in that, in that. Well, look, look, Robbie Amell's got all kinds of abs going on, I'll tell you that much. I did some research. He has many abs. Look at that. Can you see that? Look at all the look at all the abs. Uh, it's all oh yeah, dude. There's abs on his abs. He's got he's he's abbed out. So he can pull it off. And uh, this is what he said <laughs> uh, during the interview. He says, um, "I'm a huge fan of that idea. I think the problem is because they have Batman going on right now. They won't make the Batman Beyond movie until I'm too old to be Terry McGinnis." By then, I'll probably be old, crusty Batman. I'm a huge fan of that idea. I think it would be a great property. I think the smartest idea for them would be to make it like a $30 million movie. Don't do the big $200 million blockbuster. Do it like a dark, greedy version of Batman Beyond. The visual effects have come so far that they don't need $200 million to show the technology that they have. Make it a nice, grounded character piece. But I don't run a studio, so that means nothing. I I mean I don't I mean, I think he'll be a great guy. I just at this point I just want someone to do a Batman Beyond live, live action adaptation and to do it right, do it justice. Because uh, that was I mean I I grew up with um, along with a lot of people like BTAS, but I remember Batman Beyond had a giant giant appeal on me because I feel like with BTAS I was a little bit too young to remember most of the episodes, but like when Batman Beyond came out, I think it was like two thousand one. I don't know. It was just something completely new. It was all noir and cyberpunk and like a, a bit of like anime influence, and that was just oh, was so good. I was reverse. I really liked the animated series, and I really didn't like Batman Beyond. I don't. Oh, I, I, I do. I, I never. I I love the BTS. I mean, I, I that's always gonna be one of my treasures. But I also love like Batman Beyond. I, I felt like I don't know. I love them both. 
I don't want to. I, I don't want to piss off Batman fans out I there. I think when Batman Beyond came out, I just wasn't at the right age to appreciate it because I went through when I was really young. I liked DC, and then I got kind of older, and I was like, "Fuck DC, Marvel only, son. I'm a Marvel zombie." And I was like, "All into Marvel forever until Batman Begins." And once Batman See, Begins, with me, I was out. I was the opposite. I, I I grew up with mostly Marvels like X Men and Spider Man, and then I became a Batman disciple, and then that. Tr- trickle down to more DC-centric titles. See, I was mainly Marvel also, but shit like Batman the Animated Series, I could not stand Superman, so I never watched his animated series. I watched parts of Justice League, but... I love Super. I only... Actually, I only love Superman recently in the past few years. I couldn't stand Superman growing up, and so even now, though, when I'm a Superman fan, I can't see myself sitting down and watching Superman the Animated Series. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that show. It just sounds but like remember, something I can't But remember watch. when uh, Superman and Batman used to have like the uh, Superman Batman adventures? It sort was like it, it, right. they they, they, so, they and then and then World's Finest came out. World's Finest was so good. My favorite part of the Batman animated series, I think it was the Batman animated series, but um, or actually, it probably wasn't. It was probably one of those crossover episodes with Superman. But Superman ended up wearing Batman's costume for like an episode. And he just took out all of Batman's rogues in one second. Like, he just picked Bane up and threw him across the room. <laughs> Nobody knew that, that it wasn't, uh, you know, Batman. They didn't know it was Superman dressed up as Batman. So Bane's like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> he just, like... I mean, you can get away with it, because, like, Bruce Timm's style, it's so iconic. Yeah, like, all I'm the saying. characters, all the male characters, like, really stocky and tall, like, really... Overly broad shoulders and you know, you know. It was just great like, seeing like Superman wreck all of Batman's like rogues, and everyone think it's like Batman on like steroids or something. And just like he goes at like superhuman speed and stops two of them at the same time as they're trying to run away. And then the only person that left is Mad Hatter, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> he just he's just like like Superman just walks up to him, and and Mad Hatter's just like, "Please, <laughs> just I give up." Uh, oh, one man. of my favorite things from Justice League, I believe it was, maybe, yeah, it had to have been Justice League, it couldn't have been Unlimited, was where they were fighting, like, Darkseid or something, and, mm. or was it Darkseid? I don't think it was Darkseid. They were fighting someone, and their plan was to, like, fucking get out of costume, because whoever they were fighting was only after the, the heroes, so Batman was like, why don't we just get the fuck out of our costumes and, like, walk out like normal humans? <laughs> and then they were like, well, when we formed the Justice League, we said that we weren't going to reveal identities. And Bruce Wayne just, like, fucking goes in revealing everybody and pulls his oh, I remember that. He's like, he's like, um, he's like Wally West. He's like, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just goes around the room, just like listing everyone. Yeah, revealing and... everyone's name, and then he pulls off his mask. Bruce Wayne. He's like, "That's Clark <laughs> no, Kent. Like, That's Wally fuck. West over there. That's fucking Diana." I'm Bruce Wayne. My favorite part of Justice League is usually Wally West's like reactions and stuff. Oh, Wally West is Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite episodes. Too. Oh, that's so great. So many good moments in that cartoon. Who would you cast as Old Man Bruce in a live action Batman Beyond? Um, <laughs> I would do. This is a little bit unconventional, but I would do um, Kurt Russell. Hmm. Old Old Man Kurt Russell. I would think in like Harrison Ford. 
Harrison Ford is a good one. How about... You think this would be weird? Adam West. Yes, do it. Adam West would be perfect. <laughs> but, like, people would kind of expect him to be 66 Batman. Just, like, an older version. So, like, it would be so interesting to see him as Old Man Bruce, but, like, the really grumpy asshole Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. Because, like, he's... He's an asshole in Batman Beyond. I mean, Batman's kind of an asshole in 66 Yeah, Batman. but, like, they take it to the next level in Beyond. You know, like, he had an affair with Barbara, right? And then, like, like got her pregnant or something. It was <laughs> fucked up shit. And that's why you never see Dick Grayson after a while in any, like, Bruce Tim like, animated stuff. That's why he's, he's gone. Because he's like, fuck Bruce. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. That's crazy. Yeah, Yo, you know what? if you're gonna do Adam West as Old Man Bruce, you should have Mark Hamill as Tim Drake as the Joker for like from Batman Beyond oh, to the be Joker movie. Awesome. That'd be so boss. That'd be crazy. Uh, sold, sold. Super Nerd Pals, another million dollar idea right you there. You do that, yeah. That Robbie Amell, listen in. What are you doing? He doesn't need professional writers. He needs super nerd pals. Yeah, he could play Tim Drake, and then when he switches to the Joker, you just get a younger actor, maybe? Or, like, I don't know. It depends on how fit he is after Star Wars, I guess. If he could, like, put on heavy makeup and, like, slick his hair back. He might be able to. I think he could do it. He could do it. Um, Man... Who would be a, a good fit for uh, for Max, um, the hacker girl, uh, sidekick? Olivia and, uh, Wilde. Uh, I think you're talking about uh, his girlfriend. What's it called? What's her name? Oh, God. No, I mean like the act, the actor Olivia Wilde. As Max? Yeah. She's African American though. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking, well, that's, you're thinking, that's just thinking, racist. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, oh, you say well, you can't I'll, change the race of the character well, by the actor. I think you're. Well, I think you're thinking of Terry's girlfriend, who's like who looks Asian. I don't know if she's actually Asian, but to me, she looks Asian. So I think Olivia Wilde would be good for her. I don't know her well, name. I just I did not like I said. Did I mention this that I didn't really watch Batman Beyond? So oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. That's why I didn't realize who you're referring to. Yeah. I thought that was his girlfriend. I can't remember her name now. God, this is so annoying. Um, uh, well, I'm going to get flamed for this. Well, so a- answer your own question, Chris. Who would you cast as this Max person? Uh, who is her? Olivia Wilde is just my answer to anything, I think. <laughs> who, who would play who? Who should be Batman? Olivia Wilde. Yes, yes, that'd be awesome. Uh, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm trying to look up characters. Main cast, there we go. Nah, I'll cut this out. I'm sorry, guys. Not prepared. Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry. No, she uh, did a terrible catwalk. Okay. That's her name. I... Okay, uh, Terry's girlfriend is Dana Tan, so I think Olivia Wilde would be a good fit for her. I kind of remember uh, this Max person a little bit. Yeah. I'm Max. looking at pictures. Yeah, Mac, Max, Maxine, Max Gibson. Um, Maxine Gibson. Dog. I'm trying to... Oh, what was her name? She's on... Oh, yeah. She's on the Force Awakens cast. I can't... I'm trying to look it up right now. 
Internet, why are you doing to me? Whoa! Oh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o? From Star Wars? Yeah, she's casting in Star Wars. She, Lupita, Lupita, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about butchering uh, butchering your name. Um, She's been in... Oh, yeah, she could play Max. Yeah, she's she's gonna be in The Force Awakens. She's all oh, she started in Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, she's gonna be the new Jungle Book movie. Uh, yeah, that's that's my a choice. New Jungle Book? The fuck? Yeah, dude. Oh my god, the trailer looks so good. Um, is that a live it has, action uh, or? It's live action. Mowgli has to kill Baloo at the end. It's crazy. <laughs> He's like, scratch your back on this. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh, it's CGI. Because it, uh, it turns animals, out that, that so, balloon um, was actually running like a meth empire, <laughs> <laughs> like behind Mowgli's back, because Blue actually had lung cancer, and so he's trying to provide for his cubs. What's that kid's name from Tailspin? From from what? what? From, I mean, from Tailspin, that cartoon where Blue was like a, a pilot, and he flew an airplane. I've never actually. Oh, you never I seen. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you, how have you guys not, Chris? I'm disappointed in you. Tailspin. I, did you see how much trouble I had to go through to, just to find out the actress name from Star Wars? Tailspin. Let's. I'm gonna find it. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna read the description of Tailspin to you, Chris. <sighs> Tailspin is a half-hour animated adventure series based in the fictional city of Cape Cape Suzette. Um, with characters adapted from Disney's animated feature, The Jungle Book. This is literally like the the tiger, the villain tiger was like uh, like Norman Osborn, and Baloo flew an airplane, and he had like a kid or something. Here we go. I'm gonna find this character's name. Alright. Blue is the bear. As you know, he flies an airplane. I do remember okay. Blue Kid Cloud Blue. Kicker. That's a weird ass name, and that's probably why I don't remember it. Did Kid... did Blue wear like aviator goggles and like a scarf? Because I that, that's some like picture that. that's popping to my yeah. head. So that's the only thing I remember. Kid Cloud Kicker is a twelve year old brown bear club with and the navigator aboard Baloo's plane, the Sea Duck. So there you go. So Baloo finds out he has uh, lung cancer. He has to do meth to support his like young ward. Well, he doesn't have to do meth. He has to make meth. He has to make and do meth. <laughs> it's hard out there in Cape Suzette. He's never Son? heard. He never heard of the term "don't get high on your own supply." <laughs> no, he's a fucking bear. <laughs> you gonna tell a bear not to get high on his own supply? <laughs> I mean, if there's a bear, if there's a bear making meth, if I see a bear making meth, I swear I will give him all the money in my bank account. Just to he not mold you. that shit. So Mowgli finds out and he's like a different city over because they've been separated since the events of the Jungle Book. And he's like, oh, he actually becomes a police detective and he's investigating the, the meth that's going through Cape Suzette. And eventually it links it back to Baloo and they have a big shootout at the end. And he's like, I'm sorry. 
Baloo, but I have to do this. I have to put you down. And it turns out that you actually find out that he just tranks him and brings him to the zoo. <laughs> That's that <sounds> worse. It's imprisonment where people, stupid people gawk at him and throw peanuts and It's prison for animals. He's a police detective. He's not just going to kill the guy. He's going to take him into prison. He, what? He, but what if Mowgli's a dirty cop, like in Gotham, where they just kill everyone? He wouldn't kill instead the of taking he them in. Part of the CCG from Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> yeah, it's CCG fucking kill anybody. Apparently. Yeah. How did we go from Batman Beyond to the live action Tailspin movie, <laughs> <laughs> where Baloo is a secret drug king- kingpin? Like because I because I, I wanted I, I wanted Lupita, who's going to be in the Jungle Book okay, as as yeah. Max. All right, that's so. all right. Shall we move on? But, yeah. <laughs> what else okay, you got? Um, so that was our first piece of news. <laughs> 20 minutes ago. All right, I'll, I'll try to make the second one quick. Okay, so yesterday, uh, Halo 5 Guardians, they released a new live-action trailer, and it's really cool. Uh, it sets up uh, a little bit of the story. Where in this, a, uh, I think it was a, a, a Spart, a, a cadre of Spartan Fives, they're dispatched to go after the Master Chief. But meanwhile, everyone in the galaxy, they, they think Master Chief, or it's been reported that Master Chief is dead, but in actuality, uh, the Earth government or ONI, they, they're accusing Master Chief of being a, a, a big traitor. They're dispatching the these new five Spartans, which, you, which we see in one of the cutscenes that was released a couple weeks ago with Nathan Fillion as one of them. So they're going after Master Chief. Um, the trail looks really good. And normally I'm not... Uh, I mean, I'm not a xbox person i'm a ps4 person and but the reason why i'm really excited to talk about halo 5 guardians in general is because there's a companion tie-in podcast that you you all out there should really listen to it's called hunt the truth i heard of this and it's fantastic um season two just started up uh i think a, a week ago or two weeks ago and it's it's like Serial, the podcast, but set within the Halo universe. So season one follows a reporter by the name of Benjamin Drew, and he's hired to do an expose on the life and history of Master Chief. But throughout the the episodes and the serialized narrative, they figure out that there there are conspiracies and there are inconsistencies with the Master Chief's background history and what's available out there. And it's really riveting. It's really cool. Um, and I got instantly hooked. I binged through it in maybe like two days. Um, and then season two's been out and it picks off with another character doing the narrating and the investigative reporting. And the, this character is called Firo and she's a, like a resistance leader. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. Um, I think you can find it on SoundCloud, but you can find it on iTunes. You can also log on to their website and listen to it there. 
Um, yeah, so it, it's really cool because season two more than season one. Uh, it's integrating and giving a lot, a lot, a lot of cool background context and teases into the plot for Halo Five Guardians. So, listen to that. Hunt the truth. I wasn't, I wasn't um, like a big that, fan of Halo Four. Do you do you think Halo Five is going to be any better? Uh, I think narrative wise, I think. I, 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 this is like probably the, one of the most exciting things. Uh, uh, the, uh, like the plot, she's like Master Chief is on the run, and but everyone else in the world think he's dead. But these Spartans are going after them, and hey, Master Chief is being accused of treason because he's been. Um, we don't know his motives yet, but and in, in, this is referenced in the past episodes of the podcast, but also in the the trailers where he's been like helping. The Covenant, quote unquote, uh, like he broke out like some ambassador and broke up a peace meeting. Um, so narrative wise, I think it's a it's like this is like pure insane. Oh my god, what the fuck? Space opera that I that I love. I, I love to eat it up. So in terms of story, I I'm really excited for this um, gameplay. I mean. I, I haven't seen much except for the opening cutscene for Halo Five Guardians, and it's basically Monty Ohm. You know, rest in peace, Monty Ohm. Um, yeah, have you have you guys ever seen his his movie Haloid? No. no, no. Okay, so when you have a chance, look up the movie, the YouTube. Uh, look up on YouTube the movie called Haloid by an animator named Monty Ohm. He was an amazing animator. He died sometime last year, and it was a big loss because he was really big uh, in the indie animation scene. Um, he did Haloid, which is uh, a machinima video where it's Master Chief fighting Samus and Zero Suit Samus. And it's this crazy, over-the-top, amazing, super-hyper Hong Kong kung fu cinema style choreography choreography it's amazing and if you've seen the cut opening cutscene for halo 5 guardians you can definitely see the influences because all the all the spartans are like dodging and doing parkour and like hand-to-hand combat and um i would love to just see like an entire movie like that so just i mean i don't have an xbox which frustrates me because i don't have a vita or Wii U? You don't have anything. Oh, I just have a, I, I have, I have a PS4 and I have a, a a PC laptop which needs to to die and I, I need to get <laughs> I need to get a gaming desktop. But I would seriously get consider getting like an Xbox bundle with Halo Five Guardians. So, um, but yeah, how about you guys? Are you any interested at all in Halo Five? Yeah. I want Gears Four. <clears throat> I don't I don't care about Halo. I used to. I was a really big Halo fan back in uh, my 360 days, but um, my my interest in the series peaked with Reach, with Halo Reach. I fucking loved Halo Reach. You know why? Because you can make your own Spartan, and you can make it like a woman, and make one of the arms a robot. So I had a robot arm. So punished woman Spartan. Basically. Yes. Yes. I was a fan of Halo probably up until ODST. I didn't like ODST. Neither I didn't like OD- ODST either. Nobody, nobody uh. fucking liked that game. But, and then I picked up Halo 4 Limited Edition Xbox 360 because I had 
sold mine or mine actually no it got red ringed so red ring so i got the the halo 4 special edition one and i fucking hated halo 4 yeah i didn't i didn't really i don't remember here's the thing i don't remember anything about halo 4 that's how like cortana dies yeah i remember i remember that and i was like oh the only thing that i liked about <laughs> about halo um well, if you upgraded Windows 10, you know, Cortana is on there. It's not right? the same. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> not the same. I, ha- I have a Mac. Oh, well then. <laughs> all, I, all I remember is from Halo 4 that Cortana died at the end, and there was a level where you're on, like, a platform that's moving, and you get attacked by, by bugaboos. And that's all I remember. Flood? <laughs> no, bugaboos. Flying, you mean the Zerg? You mean the Zerg, right? alien bugaboos, and I just Starship Troopers! And it was, I got pissed, and then I was like, I, I don't like this game. And, I, and I do Stan not like Halo. And then became Iron Man and Unabeamed his way out of there. Unabeam! <laughs> Here's Smart my bomb. Sunday best. Hadouken! Shoryuken! Tiger! Japan! <laughs> Get <laughs> up! Alright. Whoa! Cool. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy, you said you had a piece of news, right? Yeah, man. Pokemon yeah. butts. Pokemon what butts. Pokemon butts. Pokemon butts. Colon, <laughs> what the fuck? Nintendo has decided to put out a line of Pokemon butt themed stuff. Plushies. Pokemon butt merch. No, not even just plushies. They're like keychains. There's fucking Like keychain plushies. There's. Pikachu ass underwear? Really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Wow. <laughs> well, wait. You know, that that's what makes the most sense is the Pikachu butt underwear. Because is, is Pikachu's butt your butt? Yeah. All right, so that makes sense. I guess. And then the cups make sense, too. Because when you see the cups um, from the inside of the cup, like, you can see the Pokemon. And from the outside, it's like they're stuck in oh, the cup. like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. So it looks kind of... That, that looks understandable. But the keychains, what? You want? You don't want Pokemon <laughs> butts dangling from your from your fucking waist? I, if they got like a fucking Mudkip ass, I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take that Mudkip ass. I'd take that ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You think that's gonna be a feature in Pokemon Go? You just see Pokemon butts everywhere? Maybe. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, soon I'm gonna have to go to go to Nintendo store with like a wad of a wad of singles. <laughs> just go to the bus just, aisle. Just make it uh, rain. You just go and you're like, is that, is that Mewtwo's ass? <laughs> <laughs> think of like like fucking Darkrai. Now think of his ass. That's gonna be a. Creature. Isn't there a Pokemon who, if you look at their ass, you die? <laughs> There is now. <laughs> no, isn't there like a ghost Pokemon? You look at his ass and it takes your soul or something. You look at his back. Yeah, his ass. His ass. <laughs> who? Who is that? Which Pokemon Shininja. is that? Shininja. Why do I know this off right. the top of my head? Because you're the Pokemon master. Which Pokemon has a has a killer ass? Oh, uh, literally. Shininja. They should make a Shininja ass. That's the one that makes the most sense. You look at his ass and it takes your soul. That's. That's Andy, why aren't you consulted for Nintendo? Seriously. Because Nintendo doesn't know who I am yet. 
<laughs> Super Nerd Pals. They don't know Listen. me. I have to keep going to Nintendo World and hope I run into Reggie. Because Reggie's there like every every few months. So I'm going I'm to go there and be like, Hey, Reggie, my man, we homies now. Let me tell you about, about this idea I got for Shed Ninja. But jeez. <laughs> You saw him on uh, Halloween. Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> Halloween limited release. They also come shiny. I just want to mention that, like, regular Pokemon plushes also include the butt. <laughs> so I don't know why you need specific ones that just have the butt. It seems kind of like they're... Is, is the other half of them going to be DLC or... <laughs> Are they going to take this to the extreme and make, like... Pokemon butt pillows? I would yes. buy a Pokemon butt pillow. Would you? Yeah. You want to sleep on a Pikachu's ass? Maybe. Like, Snorlax is probably, like, the softest one, right? Someone brought up that Snorlax makes the most sense. No, Shedinja makes the most sense. Because <laughs> he, he has <laughs> lore surrounding his ass. There is no other Pokemon... Slowpoke is probably close enough. <laughs> but, like, there's no Pokemon that has ass lore. <laughs> But Shed Ninja, right? But Shed Ninja. Get it? Get it? Uh, that's great. Alright guys, homework Homework for next week. We gotta look at the Pokedexes of all the generations and find more ass-appropriate Pokemon. Find <laughs> and report more. back here. All you have to do is play Pokemon because when you send them out, you're looking at their ass anyway. Which makes me really like wonder if, you know, would you hesitate if you had like a Shed Ninja Pokemon? Like if you caught one? Would you, like, want to send it out? I wouldn't want to send it out. Because if you do, then you're done, right? Because you got to look at their ass the whole time. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why they came up with this idea. It's like, hey, every time you throw out a Pokemon, you just stare at their ass. Why not just make fucking merchandise? I, from what I said, was this was probably an idea that got shut down by the Nintendo president. And Iwata? after he passed away, they were definitely just like, hey, hey, remember that idea that Iwata wouldn't pass? Let's do it. I think it's too soon to make a lot of jokes. It's it's not an a lot of joke. It's it's what I seriously think happened. You think that there was an an employee of Nintendo who was like, "If only my butt idea." And then as soon as Awada, God rest his soul, died, he was like, "You know what, man? I'm gonna fucking pitch this idea one more time because I have a feeling, I have a feeling it was Awada's fault that these butts didn't go through." What if it was? That's his final gift. His it's final fucking gift. Uh, all right, guys, I have to interrupt you guys. This is this is real life. This is totally true. Dorkly.com in last year in December, they posted this quiz and it's called How well do you know Pokémon buttholes? I think we should take this quiz. I will take this quiz and probably get a hundred. Okay, well, I'm posting in the chat. I don't, I don't know if we want to do it now or later. Because it, it seems like a very visual thing. <laughs> so I don't know if we could like, unless we describe the asses to the people listening. Or, I mean, <laughs> do you guys have <laughs> access to like banning oh, cam I know, or I know some? What we can do. I know what we can do. You sent me the link, right? Did you? Send I me did. It's, it's okay. in the chat box. So I'm gonna like. Since since Annie thinks he's the Pokemon Master, I want to see how much of these asses he can pinpoint just okay. by looking at them. So it's going to be Annie's, okay. Annie's game. All right, so I'm going to okay. this right now. 
Alright, uh, on a count of three, uh, let me know, and I'll press start with you, alright? Alright, I click the link. Okay. Alright, start. Slowpoke. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, slowpoke. Slowpoke's your slowpoke? answer. Slowpoke's my answer. Slow oh, it was slow, bro. That's who I thought it was. Why did you think... No, 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 no. We, I, I want to know what your reasoning behind why you think it's slow, bro, slow, bro over slow poke. Because I can't tell the difference. Slow. Uh, I said slow poke initially because for slow, bro, you would have seen the giant like cloister. Right. But it doesn't show that. It's like pink and. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. I can't. No, I can't believe we're doing this. No, no, this is great tape. We got. Right. We gotta commit. Who's who? All right. All right. So it's. Black and yellow, and the options are Beedrill, Kakuna, Hypno, and Pikachu. It's Beedrill. definitely not Pikachu. It's Beedrill. I think it's Beedrill. Yeah, it's probably Beedrill. Beedrill. Yeah. I got that one right. This is Raichu. <laughs> you think that's Raichu? I think that's Raichu. Because of the coloring. I think it could be a trap inch. It's more, it's more of like an orange. It's not like Pikachu's yellow. Go ahead. I think it's Trap Inch. No, no. You might be right, actually. Trap Inch is too... Yeah. Trap Inch would have been too... Too, much too of a red. Deep, it would have been yeah. too, too much of a deep cut for this website, I think. <laughs> I'm calling... Uh, I'm gonna oh, say Magic Psyduck. Wait. There's Psyduck's a... not an option. What the fuck? <laughs> well, we know it's not uh, Charizard. It's Dragonite. It's Dragonite? For sure. 100%. Why? Explain. Because look at the color of the Pokemon. <laughs> It's definitely. Uh, I'm gonna say Dragonite as well. Yeah, you see, <laughs> Dragonite. Dragonite. Oh, Kangaskhan, right? Like, <sighs> Kangaskhan, definitely. Yeah. No, it's like a, it could uh, be Cubone. It's got like it could no, be Cubone. Like, no, I think, I think more Stan orange. Kangaskhan's got like this olive skin. I'm pretty sure it's Kangaskhan. We just click on that. Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan, yeah. Okay, next one. Wow. It's just a dot. <laughs> this one's hard. Uh, it's not Sudowoodo. Yeah, Sudo is a tree. It's not Crawdon. I don't think trees have asses. So I'm it's be either honest. Kingler uh, or Krabby. I'm gonna King, go I'm, with Kingler. I'm calling Kingler. Ooh, oh, it was Krabby. They tricked you with uh, the... Uh... Oh, this is Poliwhirl. Dude, that was so quick. <laughs> oh, it was Tentacool. Tentacool. Why? Oh, because he's a jelly thing. He's got, like, the whole open up on the bottom. <laughs> That's why. I'm clearly uh, not I'm the Pokemon Master w- of Buttholes. <laughs> wow. I feel sorry for whoever this uh, is. This is Ditto. Or Mew. i thinking... Mewtwo. Yeah, Ditto. Ah, uh, Mewtwo, what? I don't Why know. does Mewtwo have, like, a jacked-up butthole? Because <laughs> he, he was armored Mewtwo, and then the armored implant screwed up his butthole. Now, this is... I would assume Ditto, because, you know, Ditto gets lots of play, right? That's what I was <laughs> That's why his butthole's all messed up. The next one, Why does this one have two buttholes? Diglett. Oh, no, Diglett, this is... Diglett. No, this... Oh. Ursaring. He's uh, like Ursa, a bear. Ursaring gets two buttholes. Oh, this is Diglett. It was Diglett. Don't it? Yeah. Why is it Diglett? I thought it'd be, like, the, the duo. That's what I thought, but it's not at all. Oh, my God. Duo? This yeah. last no, one. Like oh, my God. No, he has... No, uh... Diglett, Doug Trio, and then there's Doduo. Doduo was like the bird. Do Trio, yeah. This last one's disturbing, guys. <laughs> uh, it's most definitely Professor Oak. 
I'm thinking Lieutenant Surge. How, ah! how did you guess that this was a human professor's ah. bubble? Why? Explain to me why. <laughs> how did you know? How do you... The white hairs. I want you to know this... Oh. The white hairs gave it away. Because oh Professor Birch is too young for that. And Lieutenant Surge is a blonde. And Mr. Mime is pink. And how do you explain the butt, the band-aid on the butt? I well, don't. Let me tell you the science behind why I think this is Professor Oak's asshole. <laughs> Uh, Alright, right, Super Nerd Pals, that just happened. We did a quiz about buttholes. And Andy Pokemon. scientifically broke down why that's Professor Oak's butthole. Alright. Someone give him a, uh, you know, like a, a degree, diploma. Uh, I know we gotta go into comics, but can we talk about PlayStation Plus games for October? Yeah. Do you have the list, Chris? Yes, I have the list here. So, Tuesday... PlayStation Plus members get a whole suite of new games for free. So since this episode is going up Wednesday, they would have been available for a day. Yeah. But we're telling you in case you don't know. Indeed. So the full lineup, Super Meat Boy for the PS4 and Vita. Yes! Stan, Stan, tell me why. Explain why you're so excited for this game. And have you ever played Super Meat Boy? I haven't. Really? And now I can. Oh my god. I I haven't either. I I knew that this day was going to happen, so... I just waited. Oh, man. Super Meat Boy. Let me tell you something. That game is the most frustrating game. I bought Super Meat Boy on the Xbox, and I spent hours playing through it. It's one of my favorite platformers ever. I think I even might enjoy it more than Shovel Knight. It's how much I like it. It's incredibly, incredibly hard, but they eliminate the frustration of dying over and over in a platform in a platformer by making you respawn instantly. As soon as you die, the second you die, you restart. You come back immediately, and so you just like keep going. it's like a fast play, uh, fast pace. It's meant for you to like kind of move through it really quickly because even if you, there's no penalty to, to dying, just that you have to replay the level again. But there's no load times. You're in the same level. You just come back. You like just you're back, and then you go again. You keep going until you get through to the end. So, and then the fun the fun part is when you beat the level. It shows you all your Meat Boys at the same time, running through the level, as a replay. So all like if you died a hundred times, you will see a hundred Meat Boys, and you'll you'll see them all going through the level and all the points where they died until there's only one left, the one that you won the level with. <laughs> so it's like it's not only fun to play the level because there's no respawn time and there's no load time. They don't. It's not like Mario where you die and they gotta load the level again, which is something that I never really noticed happened until I played a Super Meat Boy level in Super Mario Maker because someone recreated the entire one of the I wouldn't say the entire but it was at least inspired by a Super Meat Boy level and I immediately knew what to do from muscle memory because it was so well done but when you die in Mario they reload the level you have to come back from the start and so it's like when you do that and there is no instant respawn it's much more frustrating, and it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. But when it's Meat Boy, you're like, you're dead, you're back, you're dead, you're back. You just keep doing it until you get better, and you can finish the level. And it's a lot of fun. Super hard, and so much fun. I beat it on the Xbox, I bought it again on the PC. I wasn't going to buy it for PlayStation, but now I get it for free through P- PS Plus, and it's on the Vita. So I can take it with me where the fuck I want. Play Meat Boy on the train. Hell yeah. You sound very excited. I'm so excited for Meat Boy. It's such a good game. I heard that there's a boss that's, like, extremely hard. There is a lot of extremely hard stuff going on. 
Um, one of the hard, one of the most, one of my most favorite achievements on the Xbox that I ever got, the one that I worked the hardest at was unlocking the kid, which is this character that you can unlock, and in order to unlock him, you have to play one of the hardest levels in the entire game, and I played that level for probably hours until I got good enough to beat it, and then I unlocked him, and I got the trophy, and I was like, oh, the achievement, and I was like, yes. I hope that trophy's in the PlayStation version. It probably is. Apparently, it's supposed to be really hard to get the Platinum for this one. They made it difficult. Not impossible, but difficult to get. And some douchebag will have it Platinum by that day. Probably. Someone who's, like, super, like, great at Meat Boy. I haven't played Meat Boy in a really long time, so um, it's going to be fun to get back into it. They have, um... There's a lot of, um... Like, they have retro-inspired levels that looks like you're playing on, like, a Game Boy screen. And they have, um, once you beat the game, you can go back and play it in, like, Dark World, which is the same levels, but, like, remixed to be a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Or a lot harder, depending. So, there's a lot of game there to play. So, I'm excited to have it on the go, on the Vita especially. And on the PS4, but mostly, because I played it so much at home, and on my computer, or on my TV, it's going to be great to have it on the go. So, that's that's mostly what I'm it's excited It's going to be for. easier for you to platinum it, too. I will definitely be able to have more time to do it if I could just pull it out whenever I want and play. So anyway, what else? What else is on the list? That was me pulling. All right, so we have uh, <laughs> Broken Age, I heard the a PS4, lot of good things about and the Vita. That. So, Broken Age. I haven't heard anything. Tim Schafer adventure game. So, I heard some good things. So it's fun to be able to play for free. I'm sure. I heard good things too about it, but yeah. I haven't played it before. But Tim Schafer, he's legendary. Grim Fandango. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game, Unmechanical Extended. I don't I know. have no idea what this game is, but it's for the PS4 and PS3. It sounds like my first impression, like steampunk ish, but I, I I could be completely wrong about that. Have you guys heard of this? Or nope, nope. Okay. Uh, Chariot for the PS3. Any any takers? No. No. <laughs> okay. Yep. I was like, oh, you're still me. talking, Chris? I thought we were done. Yep. <laughs> Meat Boy and Broken Age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So to wrap it up, last two games, Kick Beat, PS3 and for the Vita, and Kung Fu Rabbit, also for the PS3 All right. and Vita. Wow. So I feel like the first two are the, mm, the best. Yeah, I would definitely 100% recommend playing Meat Boy, and I'm going to check out Broken Age. I'm going to check out all of them. I mean, that's usually what I do. But you guys definitely need to try Super Meat Boy and report back. At least play a couple levels. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably play a couple of levels this week. Yeah. All right, so I think that's about it for the news. Um, comics. Comics. Uh, comics. Uh, do you want to start? I can start. Uh, I'll start. Okay. So this week, as scalded by Stan last week, I read Grayson, issue 12. This issue starts off so weird. So it's like... Dick, and he's talking to Alfred. And while he's talking to Alfred, Alfred is putting a wig on him and a fake mustache and a fake beard and fake eyebrows. Because So what, is Dick Grayson matches Malone now or something? No, because Dick Grayson is uh, going to talk to Bruce Wayne... And I guess he doesn't want to, like, cause anything by looking like Dick Grayson. Oh, uh, okay. So, 
he pretty much just tells Bruce, like, well, I'm a friend of yours, and, like, gives him a fake bullshit name. And in the background, like, where it shows Bruce Wayne, in the background, so it shows, like, all major quotes that Bruce has told Robin in the past. So... Why is he backing off him? I don't know. Grayson? Oh. Oh, Grayson? Yeah. Oh, Grayson's back in Gotham because uh, because some some shady shit's going down with Spiral, and he wants to stop it, so he's trying to get all of the Bat family involved. Mm. Because Bruce sent him there because Spiral was gaining intel on superheroes. So... But Bruce so, isn't Batman anymore. He's not Batman, but he just kind of wanted to see Bruce. Mm. So... He sees Bruce, whatever, um, Agent Zero from Spiral breaks in, and she pretty much threatens to kill Bruce, but Dick, like, beats her ass, and then, uh, it's a very quick fight scene, and, uh, Alfred comes in, and the fight's already over, and Bruce is knocked unconscious, and Dick is like, everything's fine, and then it skips... To a page where I thought I missed something, but it's a page where the Red Hood is punching Dick Grayson in the face, and and it's Red Robin. Red Robin's also behind uh, the Red Hood, and it's like all the quotes between Robin, Red Robin, uh, Dick Grayson, Red Hood, and uh, they pretty much say that they expected some shit. For, like, Bruce to fake his own death. But they had stated back in, like, Death of the Family that a Robin will never lie to another Robin. And, like, that was their code. And Bruce, uh, not Bruce, Dick was just like, well, you know, it had to be done. I needed as little people in on this as possible. And he's like, well, as a sorry, I'll give you the, the first two Batarangs that Batman ever had. And he gives it to them. And then he just kind of leaves. So then, he confronts Barbara. Oh, shit! Whoa. This is where shit gets real. So, Barbara's just like, yeah, I get it. Batman tells you to do something, and you just fucking do it. And then she's like, well, fuck this, I'm out. And she leaves. And then Dick Grayson's like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. I'm not wearing this hypnos. And I don't even have a rope. And he jumps off the building. I like... I'm just seeing this right here, but I like the callback to Batgirl Annual, number three, where she's yeah. like, I knew that was your ass, dick. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she pretty and much And the Midnighter also realizes that, too. That she knew, uh, she knew that it was Dick in that Bat, uh, Batgirl Annual. By his ass. He jumps mm. Should off. get Nightwing butt keychains, is all I'm saying. So, as he's jumping off this bridge, he's pretty much just telling Barbara that, like, the only thing that he always focuses on is their first date, and, like, right after she got out of rehab, when they went to the circus, and, like, something about them being on the trapeze, and then he talks about, like, how he stole the the trapeze bar, and he wants to give that to her, so he gives that to her, and you're like, alright, what the fuck? So then... It skips to 
uh, Dick meeting with Damien, <laughs> and both of their replies like, "You're alive." <laughs> That's funny. And then um, Damien gives him a hug, Aww, and it's this so very nice. yeah, it's this very touching Aww, moment. Aww. And then uh, I love the callback to Batman and Robin. Dick Dick was Dick also tells him like, "I'm surprised you didn't call me an asshole." And Damien replies, "Don't you already know you're an asshole?" <laughs> like, <laughs> they. I want to just put I, this out there. Dick and Damien were like my favorite da- dynamic duo. I, I like them even more than their Batman chemistry. And Robin. Their chemistry is so like, fucking amazing. Bruce and Dick is okay, but Dick and Damien, I just love their their like chemistry. Yeah, it's really touching. And then uh, Dick is like, well. I have this uh this hilt from a sword that uh from when uh Rasha Ghoul first fought Bruce. So oh, in like, the desert with the shirts off like yeah. in that animated series. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So he gives it to him and then in the the next page they all like break the thing that Dick gave him because apparently Dick was speaking in this this uh clue master's code which is the first letter of every word or every sentence. So apparently, like, led them to believe that there was a letter inside of the thing that he gave them. And so they all go on, like, this giant mission against Spiral, and they work together. Wow, it's pretty that's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And then uh, Red Hood and Red Robin, there's this funny scene where... Uh, Red Hood has some guy upside down, I guess while Red Robin was interrogating him. And Red Robin calls to Barbara, but he calls her Red. And uh, Red Hood's response is like, I can't believe her code name is Red. Like, there's no other colors. <laughs> and um, so they pretty much find out what they need for Spiral. And hint, hint, the, the password for whatever the fuck they were looking for is Spotted Dick 37 Just need to is. put that out there. It's probably my password. And he pretty much finds out the uh, the identity of Agent Zero Spiral. And now it leads to believe that, like, the entire Bat team is going to work against Fighting Spiral. Sounds That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, this issue is fucking amazing. Uh, is there, um... I'm a little bit behind on We Are Robins, but is there any, like, clues that Dick Grayson will meet up with the... The new Robins? Well... Because I would love to see that. So, I didn't read last week's... Well, the issue that came out last week. I didn't get to read it yet. But I will. I'll definitely talk about it on the show. But the issue before that, they just found out that it's not... Well, they don't know who Alfred is. But it's not Batman who's leading them. It's Alfred. So Alfred's yeah, leading this I remember you talking about that the other episode. Which is... That was so boss. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. So, mm-hmm. I, I really can't wait to read uh, We Are Robin issue... What is that, four? Yeah, it's four. I just want to see, like, Dick Grayson just be like, I was the original Robin, and, like, give him, like, some life tips or or something like that. That'd be great. Well, I feel like the way that this led off was, like, Alfred didn't do much, uh, but I feel like Alfred is going to have the Robins trained to fight against Spiral or maybe even something bigger. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that completely or I mean there's also the crossover like Robin War which is coming out so maybe like 
Dick Grayson disapproves of like the these new vigilante I Robins like, and I feel like Robin War is gonna be those vigilante Robins versus Dick Grayson, Red Hood, Red Robin. Exactly. And Ugh. they're obviously they're gonna fucking wreck. And Damien. Oh yeah, and Damien. It was funny. There was another part in this where Dick writes in Damien's note, and I have to note don't kill anybody. And then Damien's like, really? Did he really fucking have to do this? What's Damien Wayne like in in uh, Grayson comic? Because I was reading uh, Damien's Son of Batman ongoing, and it's really crazy. Like, I, I only read, like, the first couple issues, but he flies around on this giant red demon bat, bat creature named Goliath, and I don't know how that would fit into, like, Grayson, he was or with, like he was with them. Oh, really? Uh, he was with Goliath. Companions, yeah. Oh, Goliath wow! That's... And uh, the the chick. I don't know what. That's so crazy. Yeah. Right. So I need I to I need to pick up. They helped. They helped Damien do his mission. Okay. Jeez. Well, I'm They're really excited cool. for Robin Ward. Now. I'm really excited for where this arc is picking up from. So, um, my comic for this week. It's a little bit of a bittersweet one. This looks like the last of Ghost Racers, the the, the Secret Wars Battle World tie-in. And um, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, um, you, you guys know how much I love Ghost Rider, and especially this tie-in. So this is issue four. I didn't cover issue three, but basically what happened, Robbie Reyes, uh, Ghost Rider, he... He's thrown into another race, but with the help of his spirit of vengeance, Eli, he creates a dimensional portal and escapes the arena. And in order to punish him for um, leaving the arena, the the organizers of the, the Doomstar Entertainment Arena, which is Arcade and Zagkiel, which is this evil demonic archangel kind of guy so Zadkiel he takes or in order to punish Robbie he kidnaps his younger brother Gabriel and apparently Gabriel is also an igniter or he he also has a spirit of vengeance the end of issue three beginning of issue four we're left with Gabriel being forced to race so he's the fresh meat and all these ghost racers they're all gunning to, you know, smear the floor with Gabriel, who's, um, you know, scared out of his mind. So Gabriel, he gets an early lead and he's escaping from all these crazy ghost racers. And I'm not sure if I missed something in, in Ghost Rider 3, but there's some new faces to these racers. And it just makes me love this comic because it's, it's like wacky racers, but Ghost Rider style. I have like a new favorite Ghost Rider. I I want him. I just want an entire comic about this guy. His name is um, Big Boy T Rider Rex, and he's literally a T Rex Ghost Rider. Like this is this is T Rex with giant robotic arms and a flaming skull head, and instead of like a car or a motorcycle, this Ghost Rider he flies atop the F twenty two Raptor. 
and, he, and it's so great. And it, like, and he's spewing fire from his mouth, and and the other over the top one, uh, he doesn't give a name, but uh, this Ghost Rider, he's riding a flaming skeletal woolly mammoth, and he has four arms, and he has spears and arrows and spikes in his hands. So they they just went full ham on the cheese factor and all these Ghost Rider characters, and I love it. So, Gabriel is on the ropes, he's almost constantly getting killed, but he's being saved at the last moment due to uh, natural ability, like, he's inherited his brother's ineptitude, or, uh, I guess, yeah, his aptitude for racing, and right before he's about to get killed, Robbie Rees enters the arena, because, uh, uh, Eli has the power to create interdimensional portals because uh, Eli is a he's a different spirit of vengeance that sets him apart from the other Ghost Riders. So Robbie just goes full Mad Max. He's like ramming people, fighting them with crowbars and tire irons and chains, and uh, Gabriel's giving Gabriel time to escape and. Then the tides turn because Robbie Reyes, he one of the well, one of the main powers of Ghost Riders is the penance stare, and with this, um, a Ghost Rider looks into your eyes and makes you relive all the painful trauma and pain that you ever, if you're a bad person, that you ever dealt on an innocent soul. So I'm not exactly sure if Eli has the same type of power, but he takes control, or like he leaps onto another Ghost Rider and uses his version of the Penance Stare, and basically snaps all the other Ghost Riders out of their trance. After that, all the Ghost Riders they rebel and team up and destroy Arcade and Zakiel's minion, who's also racing. He's like this cyborg uh, racer with his giant, like oversized Edward Scissor Hands type of hand for, for like a lance. So all the ghost riders or ghost racers, they're freed from their bondage and they just ride out, rebel and destroy Arcade and Zakiel. Um, and they overthrow the racers and they give a final warning to anyone who would do evil that they'll, be, they'll come back for them. And they, and like straight out of our old callbacks to like Zillafall. They like drive into the sunset. They just open up a flaming portal. They they drive through the arena and then um and then just drive off drive off and everyone's free and now they're now all their ghost racers can ride eternal all shiny and chrome and that's the end of the issue and it's it was, it was it's cheesy but it fits the entire tone of the book because it was really over the top to begin with and it doesn't take itself seriously. And I, 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 it was a, it was a good feel good ending. And like I said before, I just want an ongoing about this one ghost rider who is a flaming T-Rex with robot arms that flies an F-22 Raptor fighter plane. That's the ghost rider I want, even though I love Robbie Reyes so much. I, I thought the ghost rider that you would want was obviously the Soviet Russia bears. (laughs) That too. God, jeez. You know what? I should write Ghost Rider. Ugh. A so. Ghost Rider who rides So that's what, that's, I'm really sad. 
a bear riding ghost rider. No, it's going to be like a Soviet Russia bear riding a motorcycle. <laughs> With its head on fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can see it. That'd be great. Um, Sweet-ass leather jacket. Of course, of course. And then, and then uh, in the sidecars, it has little baby cubs uh, <laughs> of ghost riders. And they're all wielding, like, like I don't know, like chains and tie irons and crowbars and crossbows and... That's what I need. <laughs> so I'm really sad that this is the end for Ghost Racers. I mean, I don't, I don't remember seeing a Ghost Rider ongoing for the all-new Marvel imprint. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see something soon. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was it for comics. All right. All right. So. Um, right now, as we're recording this, it's October 4th, and Dear Comic-Con starts on Thursday, uh, October Woo! 8th. Um, so Woo! we're all going, and we're really excited, and our special topic for today, we're going to discuss what we're most excited for, for Near Comic-Con 2015. So who wants to start? Well, before we started recording... I found out Masashi Kishimoto is going to be there Thursday, which is the only day I'm able to go. Hell yeah, so Providence! So Providence has smiled upon you. Hell yeah! And initially, I remember Masashi uh, Masashi Kishimoto saying that he was only going to do Saturday. So I don't know what the fuck changed his mind, but thank mm. God he did. Wait, so is he only? Is he doing both Thursday and Saturday? He's doing like, both Thursday and Saturday now. Okay. Because so, it's really um, interesting. I'm um, so excited for that. Yeah. Because Naruto and whatever new projects he's going to do. Um, I'm not sure what's going on Saturday con-wise, but I know that he's doing a separate signing, um, and I guess like a Q&A or whatever, at a particular Barnes & Noble uh, All bookstore. I'm saying is I need to go to Barnes & Noble's or my LCS and find a fucking Naruto manga with Gara on the cover and mm-hmm. I need that shit signed by Kishimoto. Is your, Gara's your favorite character? Gara is my number one character. Uh, Original or time skip? Or both? Both. Both? Okay. Yeah, for Gara's, me... Except for, except for future Gara. Why? Why the fuck do you have a slick back? Don't do I, that. I don't know. For me, like I, um, it's always gonna be Zabasa. I love Zabasa like like so much. Um, and I was really glad like later that he got to he got to come back, even though he was like a resurrected Edo Tensei Zabasa. But still, well, my I favorite love him. characters are Zab uh, not Zabasa, uh, Gara. Um. Oh my god, why am I spacing on this? <laughs> wow, I'm fucking bad. Sasori and Hidan. Nice. Uh, for me, it's uh, Zabasa, Kisame. Actually, any any one of the seven Shinobi swordsmen. And, um, They're all pretty cool. They are. I love them. Um, Even like the new swordsmen are pretty cool. Sugetsu? Sugetsu's yeah, su- yeah, he's so cool. Um, and he got Zabasa's blade. Yeah, and then, but then Zabasa gets it back. Um, but then, but then Sugetsu gets it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I love Kimimaro, even though he was kind of short lived. The the bone guy, 
Yeah, Kimi Maru was dope. Actually, the fact that, like, he almost killed Gara. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ugh. He died, like, right before killing Dude, him. Dude, I loved his his curse seal form with, like, the giant bone drill hand. Ugh. So good. So, Naruto. So that's the big thing you're looking forward to. Is there anything else, Andy? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to buying cool shit. Okay. Last year, Stan and I got Scouters. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was fucking cool. We also got nice. a lot of our, our comics signed and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was really awesome. I'm looking forward to Artist Alley. Yeah, I met met Gal Simone last year, so that was a highlight. I don't I don't think she's there this year, which sucks. I don't see her on the list. Um, I I want to see Babs Tar. You know, she does Batgirl. Um, Robbie Rodriguez for uh, Spider Gwen. I think is going to be there. Jason Latour might be there. I'm just I'm really I'm like looking to yeah he's Jason Latour is going to be there. He's he's a writer for Spider Spider Gwen. Um, there's just a lot, you know, all the artists and writers on the comics that I'm following. Um, Jim Zub's gonna be there. He does. He did uh, Samurai Jack, so I might have. Oh, him. that's pretty. Yeah, nice. I might try to find him and have him sign like Samurai Jack One or something. Um, I wish Gendy would do a Comic Con. That'd be great. Uh, does Does Gendy even do Comic Cons? I I haven't actually heard. Man, I don't know. Oh, the artist for We Are Robin is going to be there, too. A lot of people are going to be there. Um, I might I might try to get my We Are Robin issue one signed. Dan Slott's going to be there. Um, speaking of Jim Zub, or is it Zub or Zub? I don't know, it's Z-U-B. Anyway, he, he posted on Twitter this morning that he was, he was like, re- doing some research for a comic that he's writing, and he posted a picture, and it was all volumes of the Street Fighter comics that have come out from Udon. Yeah. And so I feel like he's... Oh, the guy from Grayson. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Zub might be doing a Street Fighter comic. So that's going to be awesome if he does. So Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tiger. Um, yeah, I just in general, I just want to track down the artists that I really like. And I'm... When I first started going to Comic-Con, I just buy whatever art I thought looked cool. This year I might go in a little bit more well versed on which artists I really like, so I might try to get some art from Bar- uh, Babs well, Tar. And... Yeah, last year didn't you buy um, a thing from Babs Tar? No, I, she signed uh, Batgirl for me, but I didn't get anything from her. I'm probably gonna do that this year. I thought you bought like the uh, the what are they called? Oh, I bought, um, Gail Simone was selling scripts. Oh, right, Gail Simone. Yeah, Gail Simone, uh, was selling scripts, and I bought her, the script to her last issue of Batgirl. Yeah. So that was cool. I knew it was Batgirl-related. Yeah. Is there any, uh, panels you're looking forward to? For me, um, I love Ben Teplesmith. Uh, I ranted about him last episode, I think. Or ranted him to you guys, but Ben Teplesmith, he's my, one of my all-time favorite comic book artists. Uh, he's done 30 Days of Night, and he's done um, Welcome to Hawksford, and um, Wormwood, Gentleman Corpse. This guy's amazing. I met him for the first time at Comic-Con last year, and it was like my it was my Comic-Con moment, like just to meet him and shake his hand and talk to him. So he's going to be back this year. Uh, but his big project, I was telling Stan about this the other day, uh, it's this Kickstarter-funded 
new book that he's coming out with is called Dagon, and it's a comic book adaptation of the classic H.P. Lovecraft short story. So I just want to talk to him. Uh, he's a really classy guy. Um, looking forward to talking with writer Justin Jordan. He's the writer of Spread, which I highly recommend, and Kyle Stram, the artist, will be there too. Spread is basically Lone Wolf and Cub meets John Carpenter's The Thing slash like a little bit of Dead Space. It's really awesome. You should check it out. Jordan also writes John Flood and Luther Strode. And those are other titles that I highly recommend. And Luther Strode's amazing because Trad Moore, my other favorite artist, is on that. And I'm also really excited for Tim Sale because Batman and Long Halloween. In terms of panels and entertainment guests, um... Kevin Conroy is going to be in the house. Like it's him and the rest of the Justice League voice actor uh, crew all together. So I want to meet Conroy. He's like the the quintessential Batman in, to me. The cast of Firefly is going to be there. So I, uh, so like Nathan Fillion and Jewel State. And the other panel I'm really looking forward to is um, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi because they're they're going to be promoting their new show. Ash versus the Evil Dead, which premieres Halloween weekend, which looks amazing. And Lucy Lawless is going to be there, too. Um, looking forward to Freddie Wong and the Rocket Jump crew. Uh, they're really well-known for the YouTube videos and their series, Video Game High School. Uh, JG Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. All that. They're having a reunion. Kel Mitchell, Lori Beth uh, Danberg, and Josh Server will be there. Um, yeah. And the other thing I'm really looking forward to, but I'm not sure if I can make it, but on Friday night, they're going to have a Blade-themed Blood Rave dance party. And they're not they're not going to spray, like, real blood, but they're going to be spraying, like, synthetic blood. I want oh, to go that. <laughs> I want to go that so badly. I just want to hear uh, First Order, that epic techno song that happens in the first movie, which I oh, think yeah, by I was far is... Oh, yeah, about that. That's still like one of the best movie, Where Blade, best openings like, goes in a comic in and book massacres movie. Massacres fucking everybody. Yes. Oh, and then he just puts on his sunglasses. It's so good. So Wesley Snipes. We need Wesley him back Snipes. as Blade. Uh, I'm there. There's been rumors about that. So he's been nothing... talking to Marvel, trying to reprise that role. I yeah. think he's perfect for it. I think, I think he should. Thing... Well, Chris. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was just. I just. It's. I. I've always wanted to to be. Th- part of that blood rave in the movie and now I can it's in my it's in my grasp oh I need it so we'll see what happens but yeah well, Blade Blade 4 I wish that would happen they're rebooting the Blade comic and it's gonna be starring his daughter so I feel like if they wanted to do a Blade movie Wesley Snipes could play an older Blade and have the main character be his daughter like yeah I, it could be like the Batman Beyond treatment where like old man Blade is Gruff and Grizzle oh, is training his daughter. Boy. Old Man Blade. Old Man he's Blade. He's a vampire. He technically can't get older, though. Or he's oh, half... Wesley Snipes can. He's a daywalker, so he can get half older. This is true. He get half older. There's a lot of good panels but I this think, year. I thought they were also introducing Blade in uh, Iron Fist. That's, Are they? Yeah, that's what he's trying to get that position for. They're introducing Blade and Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Blade and Ghost Rider, the rights came back to Marvel, but are they doing like Netflix series based no, on? No, they're gonna they're gonna be in Iron Fist. 
And Iron Fist oh. makes the most sense because yeah. Iron Fist is a, like he's got That's mystical powers. Said. Yeah. So and then um, someone is supposed to appear in uh, in uh, Daredevil. I want to see Danny oh, Rand Punisher. Iron Fist fight. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be Punisher. You're yeah. right. John yeah. Bernthal. I yeah. want to see Iron Fist fight Dracula hand to hand. I want to see him punch a vampire in the face. That's I'll be happy. Make it happen, Marvel. Do it. For me, like I love all those things, but I'm most excited for Ghost Rider, so I'm wondering if it's going to be like Johnny... Johnny... Uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, I had a great I'd fart. want it to be the new guy. Yeah, Robbie Riaz with the, the black Hellfire Charger. Yeah. That's what I would want to see. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of the fucking original Ghost Rider at this point. Technically not uh, the original, but... Oh, Nick Cage, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Uh, yeah. There will come a day where Nick Cage plays Uncle Ben. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of good panels though. I'm seeing there's like a Dragon Ball Z panel. There's a Back to the Future panel. There's the Hasbro know. Star Wars panel. Yeah, the Twilight panel. Oh yeah, 10th anniversary of oh, fucking Twilight. Got yeah. you in that movie. Yeah. That book. Attack on Titan. <gasps> That's what I forgot to talk about. The Attack on Titan movie, which I watched this week. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, can't, I, I need to wait for it to come to DVD. Alright. Yeah, don't spend money on it. Uh, this, this is my opinion. Uh, I just, uh... Really? Part 1 yeah. wasn't that good? Uh, I don't know. See, I was talking with Stan about this. I don't know if I've been too much of an elitist prude by just saying like uh, it should be more I don't know uh, have more connective tissue with the source material I mean I don't I think it's okay to change the source material for to a film adaptation but in a way that that makes the movie better that works or makes or makes it better or makes more sense because I know like for example the best example I could think of right now is like Watchmen you know like the big scene where everyone's afraid of Dr. Manhattan because in the movie all the attacks on all the cities all around the world they they pin it or Ozymandias pins it on Dr. Manhattan which makes sense in the internal logic of the movie but in the original comic you know it the reason why the the world is scared into working together for world peace is because Ozymandias creates an illusion where this interdimensional squid monster, you know, starts invading the Earth. It doesn't make sense to people who ha- haven't read the comics. So, but with the Attack on Titan movie, I, they just... I actually kind of wanted to see that squid monster. I I do too. Which is another piece of news. There, um, Zack Snyder wants to make a Watchmen TV show. TV yeah, show. I want that shit. I want that like now. Yeah, so they do that, I want Squid Monsters. But that being said, with the Attack on Titan movie, they just made these really stupid choices with that just that like that reduced the characters the char- like the strength of the characters or what made them so iconic. Like for example, they But do you care about spoilers? Or or uh no, well, I don't really I don't, care about spoilers. Okay, so one of the biggest things like one of the big driving forces for Aaron Yeager to join the Survey Corps 
was that he witnessed his mom dying and being eaten in front of him by a titan. But in here, they... I feel like in a cop-out that you see all too often with movies, they force... They force a relationship where they should it should have been there in the first place. So they rewrote Aaron and Mikasa instead of being like, you know, quote unquote brother and sister to be like a, a relationship thing. So Mikasa and Aaron are sort of dating in this universe, which makes me feel really weird. It's like no, it's no, it's wrong. It's totally wrong. Yeah, that's really strange. Yeah. Um. I mean the. The best parts of the movie are the fight scenes, which makes total sense because the movie was pr- produced by Toho, and Toho does all the Godzilla kaiju movies, which they excel at. But everything else, all the human character moments, it's just really bad. It's just it's awkward. It's forced, and um, uh, like yeah. No, the, the, other, the, the other big thing that I'm really I feel like I'm mad about and a lot of people were it's also a very controversial decision they took out Captain Levi which is one of the most popular characters on the show and they, re- they replaced him with some all new original character I think it was like Shiki Shiki Naguchi or something I don't, I don't know. care I don't, but, I don't care yeah I can't remember his name but he's stupid and this guy hit this replacement for Captain Levi. He's in this weird, ugh, this really weird, s- slimy relationship with Mikasa, and it sets up this like this arbitrary love triangle between Aaron and Mikasa and this fake Levi guy. I had so many problems with it. Um, except, I mean, the, the the best thing about the movie was the fight scenes and like seeing the Titans. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but otherwise, like all the non-fight scenes it's just uh it just it's really painful to watch and one of the most egregious scenes th- or the egregious over the top what the fuck moments is you know how in anime they always have that weird moe fan service moment where, yeah yeah they 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 did one in this in this movie and it's so blatant like left field it's like it's oh god it's just so out of nowhere there was no character lead up or build up to it it was like the you remember how you were saying how jesus was randomly making out with a guy in the middle of a panel this is like that but like times a billion it's just there was no precedent for this whatsoever and it's just if you see it you'll you'll just you'll just you'll just i don't know you groan and you you won't understand what's going on and i just uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to see part two, which comes out later this month. I don't know. I feel like I'm the type of person who would doesn't want to judge it until I actually see it. But I, I don't want to spend money on it. But uh, <laughs> so. torn, torn, torn. But yeah, I I I give this two point five bananas out of five. All right. So uh, we actually we have to wrap. So uh, send us out, Stan. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening this week. Um, we didn't get to some stuff because we went a little bit over, but um, we'll try to get to them next week. Um, you can find us on Twitter at SuperNerdPals. You can email us at SuperNerdPals at 
gmail.com if you have any further questions. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash supernerdpals. You can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Stan Doom. And he's at... At Joe... Oh, well, Joe. Sweet, Sweet Justice <laughs> 1. Sweet Justice 1. O-N-E. And you can find Chris <coughs> at Kyo Ninja Fire. Yeah, K-Y-O Ninja K-Y-O. Fire. Um, if you guys like what you hear, please uh, give us five stars on, on uh, iTunes so we get more exposure. Um, please rate and subscribe and share. Yeah, you can write us a nice little review if you want. You don't have to. You could just rate us five stars. That way we get more listeners. People will see us more if we get higher, you know, ratings. You know how that stuff works. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother you with that. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can find us on SuperNerdPals.com. So thank you guys. And we have Instagram. Find us at at SuperNerdPals on Instagram. That too. Um, So yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week.